In the wrestling world, the people are represented by two separate but unequally important groups. The wrestlers and bookers, who literally do all the hard work, and the fans, who endlessly nitpick and overanalyze everything they do. These are their stories. Welcome to Raw and Order, the wrestling booking unit, the only wrestling podcast on the planet with a ring doorbell on its fake door. I am your host, Detective Mark Sparks, and I am joined usually at this point by District Attorney Vincent K. Fay, but he is not here today, so I am joined exclusively only by JLB from up north, RCMP JLB. What's going on, man? How are you? It goes on good, sir. It goes on. I mean, if you get to have an exclusive ho- uh, co-host, I mean, you can't get any more exclusive than this. I mean, so good choice, but no, man, but I'm doing good. <laughs> just just watched NXT, and uh, yeah, I was, yeah, I was thoroughly entertained, so I'm We're excited to, to get through this. We're talking about that there NXT tonight. I would imagine so, yeah. Yep. I mean, that's that's what it says on my screen there, isn't it? <laughs> I know, so we might as well follow what that says, because if we just randomly start talking politics, that would be weird. Uh, yeah, although if there was a time for us to talk politics, it'd be when D.A. Fabe is not here. That's for certain. <laughs> that's valid, yep. So, uh, Yeah, NXT TakeOver In Your House 2021 just got over not too long ago. Um, and, and this is our discussion. This is our review of it. Um, to remind people how we do our reviews, we don't do them the typical way where we just talk about each match and move on from there because that's boring and you can go a thousand other places and get that. What we do is we go through worsts and bests, right? We're going to start off with the worsts and then we're going to work our way to the best of the night. Um, I think, I think that's a little bit more informative, right? What that does mean is there very well might be a chance sometime that we review a pay-per-view and don't actually talk about one of the matches. I think we're going to get into every one of the matches at this one, but sometime there might be a match that isn't one of the worst, but is also not one of the best and just never gets mentioned. So That's it. It's um, just in between. Yeah. Before we get into all of that, though, I would like to remind everyone to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast uh, on whatever platform you use. Um, you can click that little follow button, that like button, whatever it is, um, to make sure you're notified whenever we upload the new uh, episodes. We are also live streaming all of the recordings on both YouTube and Facebook. So if you follow us on either one of those, uh, YouTube or Facebook, Subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, you'll get notified when we go live. We go live every Sunday night at 1030 Central and every Tuesday night at the same time. So uh, if you don't want to wait for the audio version to come out, usually the next day, pop into the live stream and, and let us know what you think there. You can interact directly with us there. I also like to let people know that we are part of the Tatnus Co. Podcast Network. So if you like what we do, head on over to tatnusco.com. Check out the other shows on, on the network there. And then um, come back here and we'll uh, continue to entertain you is at least the hope. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we will go ahead and get into uh, talking about this here uh, pay-per-view. 
pay-per-view is not the exact best word for it because it's a takeover. It wasn't actually on pay-per-view. It was on the network or for us, Peacock. Uh, interesting thing, I did find out that there is a significant delay between what airs on the network in Canada um, and and what airs on Peacock streaming in the United States. Uh, I mean, uh, I was I was saying OMG moments and oh my God, that's crazy. And you're like, what do you mean? What happened? And you're like, oh, oh, that that's what you were referring yeah. to. All right. yep. Again, I was watching it on TV though. So you Peacock, I imagine it's only obviously the online mm-hmm. and it's the actual app. So that's, that's that could potentially you, be something. You, you Canadians get uh, spoiled by. Uh, you actually <clears> have a channel that's the the wwe channel we don't have that our pay-per-views are either pay money for them or pay for the network or in the case of the united states now peacock to get them. i mean same crap yes we get the channel but i mean <clears throat> essentially with the on-demand stuff we have to go onto the wwe network and go find that but i mean i see what you're saying it's a nice little thing that's one of the cool thing about that's what you have to do in Canada. You can't just be the app. You have to be part of the the company that was selling the on Rogers or something like that. Can't just be, hey, here's an app. Have fun. So I don't know how Netflix gets away with that, but uh, they do. Grave would be uh, the same deal. Pro- probably be. It probably has to do with live events. To be perfectly honest. Oh, uh, okay. Because the WWE has live events. Um, not just streaming old content. Right. They probably are like, you know, Netflix, you can get away with it because none of your events are live. But WWE, because your events are live, you have to have a network channel. So who knows? That makes sense. They've never, know. Netflix I've... has never done anything live. So yes. yeah, I guess that would make sense. But we are going to go ahead and get into the meat and potatoes of this here uh, dinner. And we're mm, going to talk yum. about yeah, meat and potatoes. I'm, I'm an Nebraska I'm hungry. boy. I, <laughs> Irish heritage. Meat and potatoes are my, that's my jam, yo. And also, apparently, I look like I'm I'm running an iMac commercial with the dead iMac in my back uh, corner. I just noticed. Well, that. I mean, they might as well get you since Justin Long is now doing the PC Intel commercials. <laughs> so he switched sides. Why can't you? Uh, dollar dollar bills, y'all. I never switch sides. I just have a dead iMac back there because my brother gave it to me to see if I can revive it. Anyways, oh, there we we go. will get into this, the meat and potatoes of this sandwich. And we are going to talk about the worst match of the night. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and let JLB start off and tell me what he thought the worst match of the night was. Okay, so... Maybe it's just because I went to the bathroom and then I came back and it was over, but it would have to be the, um, uh, it was right after the MSK match. Let me just get the name here. The Xia Lee match. I don't even know if that was technically a match. I felt like that didn't last long at all. And there was not even a winner. So I'm like, was this part of a match? What was going on here? Um, it it was a full match. It lasted a little bit. Um, I'm gonna see if cage match has been updated yet. To, Jesus, to yeah, have have the uh, uh, okay. But you're uh, saying it was at least ten minutes, sort of deal. Yeah. Uh, 
I, I don't know if 10 minutes, but, um, but it was at least a, a few minutes, uh, uh, longer. I mean, but the big thing is I, it was a match. I'm just going to try to figure out because I, I, I think there actually was a finish to it, but, um, well, no, but there was no, the referee didn't count out. She went to go see that demon person. I forgot what her that, name that is. That was after the match. Oh, okay. So I just completely mm-hmm. missed the match. Okay. Duly yeah. noted. Really noted. But but it was uh let me see if I, I, I just want to see if Oh I it was fairly it. quick. It was at least like five minutes. And I guess whatever. I probably I again I don't watch NXT religiously every uh every week, so perhaps I just didn't care because I don't really watch these I didn't really pay attention to their storyline and I was like, okay, whatever. Like I didn't know what was going on, so perhaps I just tuned out and went to go do other things, but I guess that's not fair since I really didn't take advantage of watching that match. Um, but honestly, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the opener. The opener was spot on. So I, I don't know. I guess I'm curious to see what you would have thought would have been the last uh, worst match rather. Well, um, av- after doing all of this, uh, talking about how it was a, a match um, and everything. I'm um, gonna point out that that was my choice for worst match of the night too. <laughs> um, so I didn't uh, miss much. Perfect. Okay. It, it it was a shorter match. Are we it, not putting the card? By the way, uh, oh, down below. Yeah, yeah. And you remind me as I do, 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 go to here. Gotta scroll and around a bit because um, Ooh, it's coming. Was... Hey! Worst match of the night. Step. NXT TakeOver, Xylee versus Mercedes Martinez. And the sad thing is, I really wanted to give this at least a little bit of credit. Because mm. uh, they worked in a storyline from four years ago. Oh, okay. That, that was 100% not something they planned, right? All right. Um. Because they, uh, at the May Young Classic four years ago, Mercedes Martinez, who was not signed to WWE, she was working as a free agent at the time, um, faced off against Zia Lee, who at the time was uh, a... um, like a nobody in NXT was barely known, right? Okay. And they she had, had recently just started too, as well. Anyways, right? Yeah, yeah. No. I mean, that's the she. She was she was pretty new. Uh, and they they had a uh, there we go. Found the event here. So, um, they had a match, and Mercedes Martinez won. And storyline wise, they worked in that Zia Lee has never been able to get over that humiliating defeat now again Mm. i point out that this is them 100 just kind of stumbling into this storyline because mercedes martinez wasn't signed to the company they had her win because at the time she was the better wrestler um she was more polished i mean she's a veteran she's been doing it for a long time uh so they're like you know let's have her win xia lee was fairly early in her development so they're like hey 
you know, let's have Mercedes Martinez win. Mercedes Martinez didn't go on to win the May Young Classic. Right. So it was kind of a throwaway match in the grand scheme of things, but you had the better wrestler win, right? Made a whole lot of sense. <clears throat> and then they turned it into a storyline with this, and I was like, oh, that's really cool. They're showing some some thought process here and saying, hey, let's take this that we stumbled into four years ago storyline and turn it into something we can talk about now. Uh, but in the end, it was seven minutes and 40 seconds long. Xia wow. technically okay. won. Mm. Um, and then afterwards, uh, Boa, the, the uh, guy who's part of the I can't even remember what the name of the group is, the Zyali group, right? Uh tried to tried to pass uh Zyali a chair to hit Mercedes Martinez with. Mercedes ducks the chair, grabs it, hits Boa with the chair, hits Zyali with the chair, beats him up a bit, and then goes out to confront uh Mei Ying is the name of the uh, the demon that? or whatever the hell that is demon ish woman i don't even know what to do but although i mean kudos to them i mean that was kind of a more convincing demon than you know alexa bliss i found that a little bit more she had a little bit more strength she was really strong kind of thing and she threw her the fire kind of made sense too it wasn't overly like oh my god you know so kudos to them for making a demon character that's a demon character that's halfway decent. Um, I mean, in today's standards, I guess, with what Bra is doing. Yeah, so. I told you, we're probably going to have some dis- uh, disagreements uh, here. Uh, I am mm. not not a fan of that. Uh, we'll I haven't that seen her later. anywhere else, though. So we'll, we'll get to I don't know how else bad it was. Later in some of the things. But yeah, seven minutes and 40 seconds long was that match. Um, it was the shortest match of the night. So mm. I, your bathroom break was at least seven <laughs> minutes and 40 seconds long. Um, I, don't know, I don't know what to tell you. Just, you know, that phone, that phone in the bathroom really, really hinders your time. We're nope. struggling with the zipper. Is that what it was? Just, oh, couldn't get it out. Couldn't, 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 couldn't pull yeah. it down. It was worst time so, ever. So we agree, though, that unfortunately, because here's the I liked Zia Lee. In fact, I oh. liked her a lot before this whole dark turn. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm liking her less in this character now, but, and I like Mercedes Martinez. I was actually, actually angry when she chose NXT over AEW because AEW was pursuing her. AEW had brought her in for some AEW darks and stuff. Mm. And then, uh, she chose NXT and like, I get it. If you, uh, grew up as a wrestling fan in America in North America, even, um, and you get a chance to go to a WWE, you probably take it, right? I get it, um, but I still can. Can you imagine how much improved the AEW roster had been if they'd have gotten Mercedes Martinez a year ago? You know, I mean, I don't know. They they have a lot of talented wrestlers, and only now we're kind of seeing them do stuff with them. So, my, and and my point is, if they'd have brought in a talented veteran a year ago to kind of lead the 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 division, because that's where the biggest problem is, right? They've got a really talented roster at AEW Women's, but they don't have any veterans. 
What do you mean? You had that Japanese chick who's been wrestling since she was nine. They constantly always mention her. You had Riho who was stuck in Japan for the last year. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. Bring up the next option. I'll I'll knock it down. (laughs) It was it was another Japan one. Also stuck in 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 Japan. Yep. 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 Let let's go to some of the other ones. B Priestley. Oh yeah. Guess guess where she was stuck, in fucking Japan. That's fair. All right, fair statement. So, fair statement. So they spent this last year with mostly green wrestlers, and this isn't trying to knock them. I love Kamashita. I mm-hmm. love Britt Baker. Britt Baker is probably one of the most improved women's wrestlers. Oh, you mean Miss D M D M D? I'm still kind of angry that her. Uh, this is a total offshoot here. That Britt Baker's <laughs> ring entrance theme does not just start with D M D. I think they're getting there. I think she's trying to make sure the fans really know her catchphrase, which yeah. obviously because is she, not hard. She does it. She does it in the middle of the entrance. It doesn't actually say it in the in the theme, but as she comes in, she stands there and then she goes D. M D and, and she does it, but my point is I and this might be just the old school side of me, the the old man yells at clouds part of me, um, but one of the things that was in my opinion the key to all uh, entrance themes in the '90s for both WWE and WCW, right? What made them good was that. Uh, the people who created them, whether it was Jack Johnson or Jimmy Hart or whoever uh, else, knew how important it was for the first five seconds of the song to identify who it is, right? Oh, you didn't know? Oh, you didn't know? <coughs> the, that was supposed to be a glass uh, shattering. I can't oh, do that. Oh, Jesus. I'm not that a was guy, the right? fuck was that? Uh, that was, the, that the was a dong. wind on crack. Uh, do you smell what the rock is cooking mm-hmm. yep oh. i mean you can go down the line for almost every one of the major wrestling themes from the 90s and early 2000s and they all for the one started off with something within the first five seconds that identified who that wrestler was right oh. well it's the big show yeah Right, and and that that gets you that pop. Now there are a few in AEW uh, that get it. I think uh, Hangman Page's um, theme starts off with the horse, and Mm. it's really recognizable. Uh, Darby Allen starts off really uh, recognizable. Um, There are a few of them that do really good. I big fan of of um, best friend. Uh, you instantly know who it is, but Britt Baker's like her music starts to play, and I look at my screen for a bit, and then she walks out, and then I'm like, oh, it's Britt Baker, and I it just doesn't have that recognizability, and and the problem is they they've done that to a lot of them. Cody's used to start off with right off the bat, there's more than one wrestling family first family of wrestling or whatever it is and and then now they moved that um and uh, you know uh 
the Young Bucks used to start off with Super Kick Party. Right. And now it doesn't. And they moved away from it. And I just think that's something. Well, they're that heels, I, though. Yeah, that's heels. But it's still, they can have something right off the bat, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and WWE has still maintained a fairly good job of doing that. Uh, think think Randy Orton's, I hear voices. You, as soon as you it's hear so that, old, you know though. it's him. It's old, but as soon as you hear that, you know it's him. Right. Um, and so, anyways, uh, DMD should be the very first one. But we're we're not talking about AEW. We're talking about no. the worst match of the night for NXT, and it unfortunately was Mercedes Martinez versus Zaylee. I didn't miss much. Get it on it. Does this mean the feud's over? I guess not. Probably. I mean, I would assume now the feud's going to be Mercedes Martinez versus Mei Ling. Mm. Uh, Mei Ying, excuse me. Mei Ying. One job. <laughs> but uh but that that would be my guess i don't know i mean it'll be mm. interesting if we finally see mei ying in the ring because for the last like six okay months, so we actually haven't okay no for the last like six okay. months she's just sat in that chair and kind of ordered around xylee and and boa king of the castle king of the castle yeah, yeah fair enough so so that is worst match of the night now we get to move on to most predictable moment. Ooh. So, um, go ahead. Okay. So I guess most predictable moment is they really pulled the WWE when they had Karrion Cross out of the matchup for quite some time because of the whole table sitch. And you had all the wrestlers doing just these crazy things in the ring from like the reverse hurricanas to like the kick and then the other guy flips them backwards to like a bunch of crazy stuff and then of course you just have carry and cross come in and freaking then dominate although creative ending with the submission kind of thing that was kind of submission on submission cool story um but very wwe-esque um where the guy's out for quite some time and hey, he's gonna come back in and win. So as soon as they did that, I immediately had thought, great guys, good job. Now I know what's gonna happen. And ugh, carrying cross wins yeah. again. The the tough thing with this match in general, um, I'm gonna go ahead and put it up here for uh context. For you for context. The tough thing with this particular match is that um, when you have that many contestants in it, <clears throat> to give everyone a chance to shine, you kind of have to, at some point, eliminate one or two of them so the other ones can show. Yeah, otherwise, it's just a big five-way clusterfuck the entire time. So. And well, that, but they did do that. And I understand that at the beginning, it was one-on-one -on -one, and then three other people were out of the ring or, or yeah, two other, three other people were out of the ring, but then you had everyone else in the ring and Karrion Cross wasn't there because yeah. he but got slammed a, on the table. And yeah, there's a storyline reason for it. Remember, they have to sell this whole concept of Karrion Cross can lose his belt without being a part of the finish. So if he's not at some point incapacitated outside, 
they can't sell this whole Karrion Cross could lose. All Gun- Johnny Gargano has to do is pin Pete Dunne and he's the new champion. That's the story. They pitched it the entire time going into it. So, um, That didn't come they- to my head, though. I wasn't thinking, oh, okay, so now they got to pitch us. Look, we know it. It's a fatal five-way. Winner mm-hmm. wins and that's it. But I'm yeah. sorry. You have him out for so freaking long. Mm-hmm. It's not, oh, my God, is someone else going to win? No, I didn't even think that for a minute. Uh, I, there were a few times I, I sincerely thought that either Kyle O'Reilly or, uh, to be perfectly honest, Johnny Gargano. I mm-hmm. thought Johnny Gargano was going to pick up a, a victory here and become the champion again. And, uh, oh, yeah, there was some crazy cool spots, but I immediately just always was in my head, no, Cross is not part of it at all. I get it. He doesn't have to be, but mm-hmm. no, like he's gone for too long. He's going to come in and be random and win, and that's what happened. So I am I am not going to directly argue with you on that one. I mm. don't think that was the most predictable moment of the night for me. Fair. Um, for me, most predictable moment of the night actually came during the uh, Money in the Bank, not Money in the Bank, the Million Dollar Belt <laughs> ladder match. Um, <coughs> and here's the thing. I'm living on kind of a technicality for this, right? Most predictable moment of the night was what uh, is affectionately referred to um, amongst former theater nerds like me as Chekhov's Ladder. Um, In this match, there was one point about midway through it that uh, L.A. Knight made a very big deal about setting up uh, a ladder out of the ring onto the ramp into another ladder, right? And then they didn't use it. So to explain a little bit about the reference, though, Chekhov's ladder is a play on the uh, phrase Chekhov's gun. Chekhov is a playwright. And that's why I say amongst theater nerds like me, I was a theater major in college. Uh, Chekhov had a rule, uh, not a rule per se, uh, but a theory said, if they show you a gun in Act 1 of a play, expect it to be fired in Act 3. Um, and that's what this is, is they showed us them set, him setting up that ladder in Act 1 of this match. I knew it was not going to come to play in Act 1. Instead, it was going to be Act 3, where suddenly that, that ladder took place. And that's why it was most predictable for me, is as soon as they set it up, I was like, yep. I mean, out of a whole pay-per-view, though, that's your... That that was the moment. Here's the deal. I'm, I'm saying that was, to me, exactly what Karrion Cross getting knocked out on the, on the thing was to you. As soon as they set that up and didn't immediately use it, I was like, that is going to be the major spot at the end of the match. Okay. That's and fair. Was, was it the major spot at the end of the match? Yes, the yes, sir. It was. Is, yes, it was. So, as soon as they set that up, I knew. I want that, that gold one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. I knew that that was going to be the finish of the match. Was going to be someone, and I, if I was, would have been guessing at the time, I would have guessed Cameron Grimes. Um, Should have been Grimes. I don't even get why they gave it to Knight. Like, Knight has the look and all that, but Grimes is just so freaking entertaining, man. Yeah. Uh, LA Knight. Ah. 
he yeah, the problem is he has the look so a lot of people go to him and whatever because yeah. he has the look look of he, a wrestler is, look of a hollywood up, star he la Knight is is on my list for for one of the other awards of the night mm. um i have this theory that la Knight is what you get when uh you raise a person uh watching the rock and uh they think that that's what makes a superstar is just the promo skills right um because like you say i mean la knight looks like a wrestler right mm -hmm. he's got the build and all that stuff um if you watch him deliver his promos he talks like he's trying to be the rock he refers to himself in third person he says la knight doesn't do anything whoa 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 his entire like facade is like um white the rock mm -hmm. and and i don't think he lives up to it in the ring and i didn't think he did it in impact when he was eli drake right he just he just doesn't do anything so that's why that's my most predictable moment of the night is is it setting up there but uh i agree with you cameron grimes should have been the winner oh uh, so i don't know why they didn't like la knight is not gonna need it i guess grimes, grimes doesn't need it either i guess but unless there's a continuing of this storyline that's a redemption cameron grimes coming back to win i don't know mm -hmm. i don't know what else happens here. So well if that's the case i'm down because if Cameron Grimes ultimately gets it, cool story, I'm in. Uh, but you can't just throw away his million-dollar money thing. Like I feel like he has to get the ultimate redemption. So if they don't do that, they're stupid. Because I'm sure the fans, I don't really notice, but I'm sure the fans love Cameron Grimes. I just don't remember. But yeah, they said LA Knight sucks. So I just don't know if that was just because everyone hates um, LA Knight or I think, everyone loves Cameron um, Grimes. I think your confusion on this uh, dates directly to a, a conversation we had recently on the podcast about how it's really tough to know who actually is over when there's not fans there on the regular. Like, there were fans there tonight, but not mm -hmm. a lot. I mean, just that kind of first row sort of a thing there. Mm -hmm. And that's about it. And it's really hard to know. Uh, is this wrestler over or is... It are they just excited? Over. Yeah, or are they just really excited to be there? And because well, they did both, right? LA sucks, Cameron Grimes. Uh, you know, like well, but there were a lot of times that you could tell that the chant was piped in. Like oh, there was one okay. part you heard, "This is awesome." But right. if you looked, you could see the crowd was not hitting on the beats of. Okay. They, they weren't in that, so. <clears throat> but, so I'm actually going to go ahead and leave my graphic up there and move from uh, most predictable moment of the night to botch of the night um, because it's a good segue here for me to talk about. Botch of the night for this was not directly on either of these wrestlers directly, more on the camera crew for sitting there and lingering on them when they were on the ground outside as LA Knight blatantly just was talking to Cameron Grimes about what to do next. 
Right. He was like looking up at him and they're like having conversations. I'm like, bro, if you're gonna talk to him though, just have your face down or something too. Yeah. So well, like I think oh, that's on him. Uh, no, I it's entirely on the camera crew because switch to a different angle at that point, right? Mm-hmm. Uh because the here's the from a from a real world perspective, we know that these wrestlers are talking to each other all through the match, right? But mm-hmm. seeing it so blatantly there is tough. Now, there wasn't like L.A. Knight could have put his head down, but you still would have seen him talking. And this right. is why in a situation like that, you try to make sure you're in a position where you cannot see the face of the wrestler with the camera. And, right. just, and I mean, normally, normally if we're bitching about something with camera work on WWE, it's uh it should have got bruce pritchard there or kevin dunn (laughs) kevin dunn would have been perfect in this situation he would have switched up the cameras kevin dunn could have improved it yes yeah 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 (laughs) really so was that a wrestling cup what was Was that a wrestling cup yes oh okay it was from (laughs) smackdown and uh, almost is none it? of these wrestlers are still on SmackDown. One job. Look, look, there's Smojo <laughs> not on SmackDown. And Asuka, not on SmackDown. SmackDown. Yep. And uh, Becky Lynch, not on SmackDown. SmackDown. And uh, Randy Orton, Randy Orton. Not on SmackDown. And oh, there's Rusev, not even in WWE anymore. Shinsuke hey. is still on SmackDown. Oh, there we go. Let's got yeah, one. So there's one. Yeah. Uh, oh, nope. Miz, not on SmackDown. Uh, Kofi AJ not Styles, on SmackDown. Not on SmackDown. Uh, Kofi not on SmackDown. Biggie still on SmackDown. Oh, That's there we two, go. That's two. Right? That's two. Um, no, no. Xavier's <laughs> not on SmackDown. Uh, Charlotte's not on SmackDown. Um, Jeff Hardy. Nope. I don't even know where he's on he Raw. technically is. He's on Raw. He's he on Raw. He was on Raw this week, so so I guess Raw, but I don't know. He was on main event the past three weeks. So um, That's uh, fair. Daniel Bryan not with the company anymore, but uh, who knows what's happening? Naomi's on Raw, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. But <laughs> and there we were off on a tangent. But let's go ahead and get to you. What? in your mind was the bot of the night damn um so i was trying to think as the pay-per-view ended because i didn't really notice one uh technically maybe i don't even know if i guess it would technically be maybe the same match is the um wait was it the same match or was it no i think it was actually the um the the three way match there with uh, the the first match MSK and uh, Bronson Reed versus um, Elf Phantasmos and his boys. Okay. <laughs> Basically, uh, I just kind of well whatever mistakes happen or whatever have you. But for doing that whole thing outside where he grabs the title when he's like looking at it, and then Bronson Reed kind of catapults him into the barricade. But the problem is half of the barricade stood back up. So I don't know if just that one side was supposed to break or both sides were supposed to break. But I, I, I don't even 
that's kind of really being nitpicky to be honest with you um, in terms of a botch, but it was kind of really weird. And for me, at least it kind of took away from that moment. Cause you just see the thing flop back up and it's like, Ooh, Ooh, you know, but whatever, nothing crazy, I guess. I just couldn't really find another botch aside from that. That's when I really noticed. And I was like, okay, that kind of like, was that supposed to go down? Was it not? Uh, did he just really hit it that hard? And he actually legit maneuvered that part too. Um, and it just got me questioning all kinds of things, how that just went up like that, like crazy, like randomly, like whoop. Well, I, I'm going to slightly defend this really quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not taking it away from um, from you though, but I'm going to slightly defend it. I think what you were seeing popping up was actually the the fence that actually hangs from above the way they put it on there so when they went through it moved out of the road and then it flopped back because it's hanging instead of mounting oh. the ground okay um, it's still i i will consider it still a botch however because um it was still so blatantly planned right right uh, because, oh, that happened to be the one area that they didn't have a bunch of fans behind there that could have gotten hit by this. Oh, uh, the one place where he just happened to be standing uh, there. And so I get it there. But, um, but yeah, I mean, aside from that, I didn't really notice too many botches uh, per se. So, yeah, it was a pretty clean night all in all. And so that's. Like I, that's why I went with what I went with because it wasn't a botch per se, but it was something that really took away from the night is watching LA night. Just talk to. Yeah, that was definitely up there too. Cause that was stupid. I'm like, really guys like one job. But, but what did you guys think? If you guys have a, a concept for what was the most predictable moment, what was the botch of the night? What was the match of the night? Well, any of that stuff, let us know in the comments um, or, or uh, comment on this when you watch it on replay or let us know at, at our Twitter, at Raw and Order WBU or at JLB420. Let us know hey. what you thought was the best and the worst of this night. Um, we'd love to hear from you all there. Yes, sir. So we are going to go ahead and move on from Botch of the Night to overhype of the night. This is the category that's about what did they hype up, talk about a lot, say, this is the big thing, this is going to be what's going on, and and you just kind of thought, not, not worth it. You can't get behind. So, Well, probably would have to be Karen Cross winning that matchup. Because it made me really think that someone else was taking it, whether it would have been, um, whether it would have been uh, a Pete Dunwin, um, or another Adam Coleraine, or even Kyle O'Reilly. Um, it just, I get they were still trying to maybe build. I don't know, but I felt to me like, oh, okay you're kind of really making this because he was only supposed to face who originally he was only supposed to face well they or, never scheduled not originally. a match for it they had okay so the way that they got to this particular match they had a triple threat match 
uh, on an NXT show um, right. three weeks ago, two weeks ago. Right. And it was uh, Kyle O'Reilly versus Pete Dunne versus Johnny Gargano. Winner became the number one contender and would face Karrion Cross at In Your House. Um, two weeks ago. And then midway through it, not midway through it, right at the end, uh, Adam Cole, Bay Bay, shows up and takes all of them out with a with a chair. Just beats right. the tar out of all of them. And uh, there's no official winner. Then he then proceeds to come back later in the night and challenge Karrion Cross. Karrion Cross responds with, give me all of them. Right. Basically saying, <clears throat> I don't care who won. I don't care who would have won that. I want all of them. So there never was a point that it was supposed to be one specific person. Mm -hmm. However, it could have been any one of those people. So um, that's I, it. So I guess maybe they were building him up anyways when he said that. Give me all of them. Make him look strong. But I don't know. Then why have Adam Cole kind of come back to? I don't know if I wanted to see another Adam Cole run. I mean, I love the guy and everything, but like, I think I'm done. Like it's been, you've had the title for so long. Uh, but I really thought they were maybe going to try to do something with Kyle O'Reilly. Um, so maybe that was just my, me wanting more for Kyle O'Reilly perhaps, but I, I just don't see them doing anything with Carrie and cross. I don't know. I really made Carrie and cross. I think aside from his entrance theme and his look, a guy's not that great. So see, uh, and I'm going to disagree with you on that 100%, but that's me. Um, mm -hmm. I, I'm a big carry and Chris, I was a killer cross fan before he came. So that's no surprise there. Um, but, but I personally, I'm going to go ahead and put that graphic up since you had had that as yours. Um, oh I personally, uh, like carry and cross. Oh, um, I think this, <laughs> This match didn't suit him. Uh, oh, no, for sure. He definitely the, stuck out like a sore thumb. The, like, well, the storyline for this, like I said before, was supposed to be he could lose by not losing, right? right. Any one of those other people could win by pitting one of those other people. I would have loved to have seen Johnny Gargano win again. I mentioned that earlier. Mm -hmm. um, the problem is if Karrion Cross loses the title to someone else without losing it doesn't help carrying cross it doesn't really hurt him it doesn't doesn't help anyone right mm -hmm. um if you're trying to build carrying cross up as a badass they should have had him basically just destroy all four of these people but you can't do right. that because then you've literally destroyed all four of your potential main eventers right right so you can't do that so this this one here to me permanence i would have much preferred this to have been uh, a match without Karrion Cross or a one-on-one -on -one match, right? Yeah, fact, I think that would have definitely been better. With as short as this pay-per-view was, right, I would have preferred this way. A fatal four-way for the number one contenders, right? With those four people, Adam Cole, Bebe, Johnny Gargano, uh, Kyle O'Reilly, and Pete Dunne. Mm -hmm. And then the winner had that earlier in the night. The winner comes back later in the night to face Karrion Cross. 
Because yeah. then you could have Karrion Cross still be dominant at the end and win. And the um, other guy tired, so you can use that as an excuse tired, too. So that's part of the storyline or whatever. That's what I would have done or something similar to that. Um, but I, I, this match didn't really suit him because he had to do that whole out of the match for so long thing uh, just to save the other people. Um, and so it, it was kind of a misstep on NXT's part, in my opinion, there. Yeah. Um, but um, what do you got? My overhype of the night. I'm going to get so much fucking heat for this. Um, my overhype of the night is Bronson Reed. Just him. <laughs> so the just, it's okay, just him. Just okay. fucking Bronson Reed. Can't fucking stand the guy. Uh, uh, I kind of know what you mean, but I mean. So hyped up. Oh, he, you know, the Samoan uh, guy from Australia and all this. And like, here, I'm not trying to take away from him. He's better than I could ever be at wrestling and everything, but I just. There's literally nothing about him that draws me to him. He he's not phenomenal in the ring, you know. He's he's not the second coming of Vader or the second coming of Bam Bam Bigelow, right? Right. He's just <clears throat> just a guy, right? And I love MSK and Legado del Fantasma is is a great heel group. And to me, Bronson Reed brought down this whole whole match i just oh i thought it was still a pretty good match i mean the I fact know. at least that bronson can go like <laughs> during this match there was a lot of crazy happened. stuff happening though there was a whole lot of crazy stuff and that's why it is not on my list for worst match of the night we already talked about worst match mm. this match to me was carried by msk and legato del fantasma and Bronson Reed was just there to do a couple moves, and then that's it. And uh, you know, a top rope did, splash. He did the top rope splash, which like, oh, every big guy does a top rope smash. To be fair, I kind of like his top rope splash. It's kind of like perfect splashes on him. I don't know. I liked it, but I do see what you're saying. Though, and then he him. and then he had that die, middle rope suicide dive through that just looked like meh. I mean, like. This match was carried, especially, frankly, MSK versus uh, uh, Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wilde. Those parts of this match were phenomenal. Oh. Right. Anytime uh, uh, Santos Escobar was in the ring, <coughs> phenomenal. Anytime Bronson Reed was in the ring, boring. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I'd agree with that. I'd understand your point there for sure. But I can already feel like like the force. I can feel the hate flowing towards me uh on it, but like, uh, I mean and I, I don't see I don't think he does anything for the North American championship either. Like uh they still keep talking about how it's been fifteen years, I think they said or something. And you know, he's finally, it's come his time, almost pulling like a Kofi Kingston sort of thing, like he deserves it. I'm just like, eh, I really don't care. 
I would rather you have the Kushida Open Challenge. Mm. Uh, I did like the the whole winner takes all three belts. That was cool. That was kind of cool. The, there were all sorts of cool things uh, that would. But here, we'll, we'll take this entire this exact match here. Replace <clears throat> Bronson Reed with Kushida. Oh, that would have been hellfire. That probably would have been match of the night. Match of the night, right there. Mm-hmm. Um, Bronson Reed drugged down this match. <clears throat> and uh, oh, I don't even know how he. Fit, uh, I don't know how he actually fitted in the storyline, to be honest. I Again, not a crazy NXT guy. Maybe I missed it. But. He fits in the storyline because Santos Escobar used to be cruiserweight champion, lost that to Kushida, and is now moving up and going after the NXT North American Championship. Okay. And uh, they didn't want to have it just be a singles match because they didn't want Bronson Reed to by himself ruin santos escobar's momentum so they decided to do it this way so that santos could lose without it hurting santos um in the end what's probably going to happen is we're going to have a solos match between the two of them at great american bash next month so and santos hopefully wins here's hoping god willing and the water don't rise um fucking bronson reed i just can't can't get behind him yeah i don't know i mean uh not a fan of his tights either maybe if he changed up his look maybe it would have been a lot better i don't know but it's kind of boring in the ring for sure i'm glad he can move you've got a personality too yeah yeah the the thing is here's the thing we know that there's a a uh low ceiling to bronson reed in wwe he gets called up to the main roster um it he's gonna be within three months put into a comedy angle uh probably involving him being involved with someone ridiculously hot yes i'm looking at you mandy rose and otis um (laughs) and then eventually he's gonna fall down and uh just be kind of he's gonna be part of like the new aop or something with someone else because why not Um, and then they're going to have him shave his beard and come out looking like <laughs> fucking cartoon character. Um, I'm sorry. I'm I'm going off on a tangent because I'm still pissed at what they did to my boy Otis on SmackDown. <laughs> well, look, they weren't taking him seriously. He looks like one of the guys from Unpractical Jokers now, but no beard and whatever. But, I mean, he kind of looks meaner. You know, he looks he, less he goofy. Look meaner, and that's fine. Here's the deal is... He didn't need any of these changes. You know what they needed to do? They needed to put him and Tucker as heavy machinery on a rampant run with the tag titles. But no, can't keep a tag team together. Got to break them up so you can fire one of them and bury the other one. Well, I mean, this is passe. We have to talk present time. It's done. We can't be uh, sobbing from stuff that happened in the past. That's what they did. In terms of right now, compared to what he was doing, you know, him and Chad Gable weren't doing anything. So at least shave off his beard. Now he's going to go after, uh, who was it? Was it Biggie? No, it was, uh, was it Biggie? Apollo? I don't know who it was. It was somebody that he attacked. And, oh, it was one of the Street Profits, I think. So, I don't know. Maybe it's still a tag team. Then I don't know. But I don't know. Yeah, let's see what he does without the beard. Maybe that will give him a new motivation. Nope. Maybe we'll start nope. liking they him more. Boy. They ruined him. We he was already ruined. 
to they they ruined him months ago, and yeah. they're still ruining him. They're, they're, worst <laughs> performance of the night. Damn. Um, worst performance of the night. You're not gonna like me for this. Ah, it's like a toss-up between Karrion Cross and Ellie Knight. Um, you know what, though? I don't know. I wasn't that all that uh, great on the women's title matchup. No, I got to give it to Karrion. I'm sorry. I thought Karrion Cross. if you're talking about anyone who kind of ruined... Uh, and slowed down that match. Um, it would have been Karrion Cross. He obviously doesn't fit well with any of those guys. Um, and he's the champion or whatever. But it was just pointless for him to be there. Um, and match was still great. But it was no thanks to Karrion Cross. Uh, if anything, he ruined the ending. And <laughs> But yeah. Um, worst performance of the night has to go to Karrion Cross. For not doing all that much except a few submissions and a few chokes and his cross lock, I think is what it's called or something. Um, cross jacket or whatever. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to have to give it to Karrion. I think everyone else on the card did decently enough, but Karrion to me just lacklustered. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Karrion Cross on uh, that one. <laughs> well, I am going to uh, flip the coin on you and go with L.A. Knight. <clears throat> oh, there we go. The, just like I said before, this was a match that should have been won by Cameron Grimes. It fit Cameron Grimes' character so much better. It fit his uh, wrestling skills so much better. L.A. Knight is what happens when you, you tell a toddler that uh, they can be anything in the world that they want to be. And they just to be the rock, right? And, yeah. Because uh, the, the problem is he doesn't have half the skill that the rock had, right? The, the rock was actually good in the ring as well as charismatic on the mic. And L.A. Knight hey, is... Grimes is more of the rock, technically, than yeah. L.A. Knight, you know? Yep. Because Grime, Grime has everything, man. Like, maybe, okay, I think maybe his look, too, might be the reason why they're not. But the guy's entertaining. The look works for him. He's phenomenal in the ring. Man, like, I, it's it's his look that makes me like, oh, man, this. I'm like, no, but Cameron Grimes is freaking awesome in the ring. I'm like, yeah, I'm excited for this match, you know? Um, so I don't know. I I just don't. I This has to be a redemption thing. This can't be over for Cameron Grimes. It fits. He fits the million dollar persona so well. If you're gonna make Ted to be the next Ted to Biasi, Cameron Grimes is your boy. You know, like I don't remember how great Tobiasi was in the ring, but this is new school, and Cameron Grimes would work that perfectly. Put him in more of a suit. He has that million. Ah, oh, he would have been perfect. This is not a redemption thing. I am. Going all the way to Florida, and I am slapping whoever is writing the Cameron Grimes storyline right in the face and get put in jail for three days because that's how much I believe in Cameron Grimes being the next Ted DiBiase slash Rock. Yeah. 
So um, I'm going to throw out a match that we could have had at one point and now can't, and maybe we can in the future, but can you imagine, just imagine how absolutely bonkers Cameron Grimes in his current character versus uh, eco-warrior Daniel Bryan would have been? Oh, phenomenal. <clears throat> yeah. That would have been definitely, that's main event worthy. Like, mm -hmm. That would have been off the off the even you know him and Cameron and Drew Gulak too. You know what I mean? That mm -hmm. problem is Gulak. But we could still technically get that. So, you know, that would be the next best thing, I guess, or Cameron and AJ. You know what I mean? I just don't want to see Cameron go to the Ross main roster. Vince is gonna ruin him. That's why it, it would have to be moving someone down to NXT. And frankly, I think Drew Gulak moving down to NXT would probably be best for Drew Gulak. Or, you know, Cameron and Balor. Cameron and Balor. They had a short feud uh, when uh, Balor first got down to NXT. and mm -hmm. But it was before Cameron Grimes really got his feet Sparked. up. Sparked. Okay, yeah. What is Balor doing? He's injured or something again? Or what? Um, they're, they're selling him uh, after losing to... Um, Carrying Cross, they're selling. I don't know if they're saying injury or just he's off recovering, but he hasn't been seen since then. So. Ugh, Cross should just get picked up to the main roster, so you know he could be buried. Ugh, I'm not a really. I'm really not a fan. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm feeling that here. Um, I'm not <laughs> agreeing with you. I think you just haven't seen a good Carrying Cross match. Yet. Well, no, I've seen. I've seen a good Carrying Cross with him and Adam Cole. I think that was, yeah, I believe that was him and Adam Cole. I thought that match was phenomenal. Now I'm thinking that's kind of due to Adam Cole because we all know how Adam Cole could lead to, but you're probably right. Maybe there's a few, but he also didn't have this gimmick, I felt, right? Because he was already in NXT before they did the whole nope. special effects. No? Nope. That was his <laughs> debut. Okay. I don't know. He, All he right. was an impact wrestler before that. He was right. An okay. Until a few months before that. So, um, <clears throat> no. So back to my point. La Knight. Uh, he can just fucking go suck it for all I care. I hope. Yeah. La Knight. I hope Eli Drake is actually made of lead, and he gets really sick oh, off geez. of it. Now I feel bad about oh. saying that. That's horrible. Stop it. That's mean. Yeah. Now I feel really bad. Yeah. Bad One job. Mom. <laughs> so we will go ahead and move on to worst move of the night. This one's really tough because there weren't a lot of like bad moves. Like we've already talked about botching and and neither of us had a lot of options for that. I, for me, probably Bronson Reed's suicide dive <laughs> to the outside, because for for a guy as big as Bronson Reed is, the thing looked like he was moving as slow as molasses, and like he goes diving outside, and you're just like, I just step out of the way. Move. <laughs> um, okay, that's, that's fair. Me. I think I'm gonna have to go with the. Uh, it's not even because. It was bad necessarily, but just because, man, you could have broke his back. 
Like probably should have thought that through a little bit more. But Grimes's fall on the ladder from outside of the ring. I know we've seen this before, perhaps with Jeff Hardy. Um, just uh, it. I I thought the guy got hurt. And I don't know. Maybe it's the black ladders that make it seem like these ladders are just whatever. It's still a freaking ladder. Your ladder you're gonna get thrown onto. It's gonna hurt you. Like I don't know, man. But he fell flat on his back. I feel onto that ladder, and he was high up on that golden ladder. You know, like oh, for me that was kind of cringy. Um, great spot, I guess, but cringy as fuck. So I th- I think I would go for that for the worst move just because I don't want to lose Cameron Grimes. Um, and that looked really bad. But hopefully, I guess he's okay. He had another five, six minutes of the match, no? So uh, It was towards the end, but he's still moving. And he's, well, he's still moving. I'm, I'm yeah, okay. Him. All right. So on that note, we will move on to the last of the worst. We finally mm. made it through the bad. This is the last one. The worst moment. Not move, just moment. Single moment. It doesn't have to be directly in a match. It can be anything. I'll go ahead and go first, though. Worst moment of the night came... To me, at the end of Martinez versus Lee, <laughs> it's it's when fucking Martinez had her face off with the girl from the ring. I just don't buy it. Like, me, it was better no than Lily. It was better than Lily and Alexa. I feel though, better than Lily, not better than Alexa. Um. <laughs> The, the the Alexa storyline, if it was just Alexa having this power and all that stuff, I would have less problem with it. It's the mm-hmm. fucking doll that ruins it, right? For okay. this, she like I texted you and I was like, oh look, the girl from the ring got to keep making money, I guess. Uh, <laughs> it it just to me looks so stupid. Like get, climb back into that TV and leave us the fuck alone. That's fair. That's the uh, worst moment of the night. I get they're trying to be nostalgia with in your house and having um, Doc there and Todd from back in the day doing those. I freaking hated Todd back then. I still hate him now. Um, so all his little, like, mini little. Um, vignettes of um of him playing freaking that karate thing with loomis uh it was just pointless time i don't know i just i i really despised him back then and i just didn't like him now he was he was as annoying as cole for me was back then uh you know well not back then because he kind of cole replaced him technically i think right so um yeah i don't know like that was a bit i get the nostalgia part uh but i'm just done with you always using the door you bringing back these older people like just i don't know maybe i'm a starpus in that regard but todd to me just it was stupid it was so fake too like i still use a walkman and da 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 like 
bro, why would you still use a walk? Like, I I get it. You're trying to play vintage. He hasn't moved on since then. And telling the guy that he hasn't done anything since 96, which I guess maybe might be valid, but I don't know. Maybe he's done radio in some place just because he's not in wrestling. Like, I don't know. I, just I think they're trying to play it off like he's literally been just sitting around in the warehouse since 96. Mm. But that's beside the point. I, uh, I, I don't disagree with you. I just wish I had thought to make a Todd Pettengill graphic to put up, but I didn't. <laughs> and then Doc, I mean, look, I, Michael Hayes, cool story, but you look really fucking weird doing it now. Again, I kind of liked it. It was kind of, oh, that's cool, you know, kind of, but it was still kind of like, uh, I don't know. This didn't age well. You know? <laughs> I'm being a sourpuss, I guess. Apologies, but yeah, that's uh, that's what I'm going with. You should have definitely had a Todd graphic. Wasted your time on doing a Todd. <laughs> I, I should have because they had him back last year too, and I should have just thought of it and and made sure to get a Todd. <laughs> I just didn't think of it. And no one thinks of Todd. Yeah, no one thinks of Todd. Poor Todd. Fuck you, Todd Pettengill. Yep. So now we get to move on to best moment. Best moment of the night. What do you got? Best moment of the night. I, uh, damn. Okay. Best moment of the night would probably have to be for me. Uh, main event when it was all four guys in the ring saw freaking um carrying cross and they just had this masterful crazy spot fest with the reverse hurricanrana or you kicked him and then they did the reverse hurricanrana and then the other guy uh kicked him and he did a backwards like backdrop kind of thing just such phenomenal talent in that ring. The absolute spots in that match. Um, just those four guys are honestly just phenomenal. And you can't take anything away from them ever. And I don't know why they just don't have all the championships. <laughs> because, oh, what a I and honestly I, I would have loved any of them, even if Adam Cole won. Like the dude's so freaking talented, you really can't hate on it because it's Adam Cole Bebe. You know, Johnny Gargano, amazing still. Uh, especially with his HB gear on, paying homage to HBK. That's awesome. Um Kyle O'Reilly is cool, is great. I'm just not crazy on his look, but Kyle O'Reilly is phenomenal uh, in the ring as well. I'm not a crazy Pete Dunn guy with his breaking of hands and whatever. His outfit looks stupid. And he has a womanish, womany figure. Like, he, I find he has a figure of a woman and whatever. You know, poor guy. That's how he was born. Um, I like I like him better without his ring gear. Like, when he's just, like, in jeans and whatever, he looks more, like, legit. You know, uh, with that one piece, he looks silly. Um, but he's a good wrestler. I just, I'm not a huge fan of his hand breaking. So I think that whole spot fest between those four uh, gentlemen were uh, spot on. Par pun intended. Pun intended. And uh, that's what I'm going with. Well, I get to leave the graphic up there because for me, best moment of the night is in that same match, 
Um, I absolutely adored the finish. <clears throat> submission on submission? Submission on submission. Kyle O'Reilly has Adam Cole locked into uh, the ankle lock. Uh, knee lock, I think technically they call it. Um, I, I actually, to start with it, I liked how Adam Cole thought he could kick his way out of it. And Kyle O'Reilly just caught his other leg and locked it in there as well. That was cool, yep. Uh, and so then you've got, is Adam Cole going to tap to Kyle O'Reilly? Which is the storyline that we needed to see. We needed to finally see Adam Cole acknowledge that Kyle O'Reilly was was worthy. Right. And then Karrion Cross coming in and locking on the cross jacket on Kyle O'Reilly. And then this whole storyline, you know, is... Is Adam Cole going to tap before Kyle O'Reilly goes out? Or is Kyle O'Reilly going to go out? You know, who's going to be the winner here? I like that. Now, do I wish they would have continued it a little longer? Yes. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly started to fade a little too fast for me. But that's me being nitpicky on this. Um, I just loved the storytelling of this whole thing. Um do I wish the match would have featured uh, uh, Eric, do I wish the night would have featured a big moment like a surprise return from a big star? And yes, I know we had Shotzi show up again. Not big enough. I'm talking like Finn Balor making a uh, return again. Or Samoa Joe. Or there was talks about Samoa Joe. Daniel Bryan suddenly showing up in NXT. Uh, and kicking ass something, something big. And there really wasn't anything, you know, like I said, Shotzi showed back up again, but that's about it. So for me, best moment of the night was that double, double submission at the end there. Nope. That's a good move. I just, I guess just like carry in. So I was like, ah, but it was cool. So on that note, we then get to move to breakout star of the night. Who was the 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 one person that you watched this and you said, yeah, yeah, I'm going to keep <laughs> watching them. You go. Um, and it, it's tough because there were a lot of like really, really good performances by people. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. Like, I was super impressed with Raquel Gonzalez, right? I think she she looks the part of everything. But it's hard for me to call the current women's champion a breakout star. You know what I mean? Uh, kind of She's difficult. at the top of the game that she can there. Um, so for me, I think Cameron Grimes showing what he could do in in his match probably is the closest thing to a breakout star of the night. Cameron Grimes was super impressive doing what he do, uh, taking that huge bump. Uh, he was he was funny with the, I want the gold one. Um, <laughs> and not going to climb one of them cheap-ass black ones. This is the million-dollar belt. I need right. the gold one. So, so for me, that's the one that, that I think. Cameron Grimes. Breakout story yeah. of the night. Leave that art up because uh, I think I might have to agree with you there. I was trying to think of something else. Um, but all the people I'm thinking of are, you know, already stars necessarily. Cameron, I think, has been a star for quite some time. 
Um, but he just isn't there yet for some reason. They're not giving him enough of a push. Um, although that bump I found was dangerous, kudos to him for taking it. I remember him taking a similar bump when it was like a six-man ladder match that he was in. Um, so I guess he's fond of taking these bumps. Um yeah, just phenomenal talent. And it's so amazing because every time I look at him, I think he's boring. I think it's going to be boring match. But then I realize all the other matches I saw beforehand, and he just, like, I know he's not boring now, but when I originally had saw him and then I was pleasantly surprised when I saw how he was in the ring, I was just blown away. And I'm like, damn, this is why they have Don't Judge a Book by its cover because you really can't. And Cameron, Gr uh, Cameron Grimes is the greatest cover of them all. And, um, yeah, no, I would agree with you. Cameron Grimes, definitely breakout star of the night. And take that, L.A. Knight. It's not you because yeah. yeah. you're like the non. I don't care if you got that gold belt with all the diamonds hand placed by the greatest craftsman in America 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's it. Like 30 years ago. Okay. I'm sure there's people better than him now, uh, mm -hmm. but I like that little video uh, package though. It was so cool to kind of see. Yeah. So, so, um, so yeah, Cameron Grimes. That's, that's why do they have a young picture of Ted DiBiase? That's weird. Nobody wants to look at old Ted DiBiase right now. Well, that's yes. rude. So. Mm. We will move on. Now we've we're on the best here. So if you're uh, watching us on the live stream or um, even viewing it later, let us know in the comments who you think because we still have best uh, performance of the night. Oh my God, moment of the night, best move, match of the night. <clears throat> under hype of the night, and like I said before, the next comment is best performance of the night. Whose overall was the best performance in the night? And it can be wrestler, it can be manager, it can be backstage talent. Who knows? But what was your best performance of the night? <sighs> I'm going to say, I, I'm just probably going to surprise people. Oh, okay. Um... Best performance of the night. I uh, I think I'm gonna give it to Gargano. I I don't know. Like he really stood out for me. Uh, like they all were really good, but I guess because I know what I expect from Adam Cole, and I generally know what I expect from Gargano. But I think that HB HBK gear just gave him a little extra flair, and uh, yeah, he just. I was immediately interested in everything he was doing because he just added a little extra extra to it, I felt. So uh, I think I'm going to have to go with Gargano as uh, best performance of the night. Very cool. Okay. Well, I am going to surprise you um, by not having a graphic for mine. And no, it's not Todd Pettengill. I'm not giving that. Better or not, I swear to God. Um, I'll leave right now. Best performance of the night to me, William Regal. Okay. If only for right at the end, that that backstage segment with him as he's leaving, them asking him what he thought of the night and all of that stuff. 
and he turns to the camera with tears in his eyes saying this night has been chaos the one thing that's clear for me is there needs to be some change so obviously they're setting up potentially a new general manager um but just that performance there was so well done so subtle so everything so William Regal with the tears gets my nomination for best performance of the night. Yeah, it does sound like he's leaving, right? Because it felt like he was saying like he's quitting. He can't deal with it anymore. Mm-hmm. Kind of ordeal. So, yeah. and I guess that was rumored, right? We were there was something that he was supposed to be leaving. I don't specifically remember that. I mean, he's been doing, you know, he mentioned it, general manager there since the beginning, and and. Uh, and he's been around for a long time. He he deserves to maybe re- be able to retire from o- regular on-screen role. Um, it also you know makes sense for a, a brand standpoint to shake things up with a new general manager at some point, um, right? Uh, you know to to throw out I I have no insider knowledge whatsoever as to what it could be or whatever. But uh, just imagine if it was Samoa Joe brought in to be the new general manager for NXT. I don't know, man. I'd like to see him wrestle. I don't want to see him be in a GM position. We've seen GMs wrestle before. William yeah. Wrestled a few times. Um, That's true. But, but the thing is, you know, former NXT champion, now general manager, is a storyline that makes sense. Yeah, again, I don't sense. have any insider knowledge officially. Uh, as far as we know, Smojo's still not with the company, but but Trips listens to us, so you never know. Yeah, apparently, he does. Please tell us that he did not listen to our um, our last uh, fantasy booking one because we did way too many fucking uh, challenges on that <laughs> one that I don't want to see. <laughs> yeah, me and you both, brother. <clears throat> But so that is my best performance tonight, William Regal. It's a good good call. So we are going to move on to under hype of the night. What match or performance or person went into this uh, not hyped up nearly as much as they should have. Um, and so therefore was kind of surprising and, and um, impressive. And for me, I kind of mentioned it before, but it's the women's championship match was the underhype of the night. And I know you're like, it was the women's championship match. But until like a week ago, yeah, we really didn't see this match. You know, they didn't talk about it, all of this stuff. I didn't even realize Ember Moon. I didn't even realize she was facing Ember Moon. I'm like, huh? When did that happen? I'm like, I thought it was her friend that was supposed to. I'm like, oh, okay. I just, again, don't watch it that much. But... Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, this was fun. I just feel bad for Ember Moon, though, man. Like, I don't know what they're doing with her. And the problem is she's kind of been sidewashed everywhere. She was in the main roster, went back down, had the tag team championships, lost those. Um, I don't know what she has to. there is for her to do anymore in this company, to be honest with you. She's been champion. Um only in NXT, I don't think she was ever Raw champion or anything. No, so she's been champion, NXT champion already. Like, it, it worked with Finn Balor, I guess. Uh, but I don't know. I don't see it working with Ember. Like, they're really not putting much emphasis on her 
to be that main star and clearly she didn't win so i mean you say that but she was in the second to last match of the night on a pay-per-view going after the world championship women's championship you know i think they're using her fairly well and they're putting her up there um but you just mentioned they only really had a storyline with her a week that's that's part of the problem it's but that's not that's not uh that just means that they failed on hyping the match. They still obviously have faith in her and obviously are putting her out there. And here's the deal. She was out there to do something and that she did very, very well. And that's put over Raquel Gonzalez. Because right. remember, Raquel Gonzalez a year ago was kind of a nobody in NXT. Mm-hmm. And now she's women's champion, right? And she needs to have some big victories to build her up. And that's what Ember Moon was brought in to do. Ember Moon, like you said, just a few months ago was tag team champion. And Mm -hmm. Shotzi and her will be tag team champion again. I have no doubt on that. And I I have no doubt she'll probably be women's champion again. So I, I don't feel bad for her, and she was in the co-main event and uh, looked looked like a superstar in it, and uh, helped Raquel Gonzalez look like a superstar. Oh, that she did for sure. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I I'm all for it. So that's my underhype of the night. Uh, that match was one of my favorite matches of the night. It's hard to say there were only five matches, so it was definitely yeah. in my top five. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it, it might have been my second favorite match of the night overall. Well, okay. Um, second or third, but <laughs> it, it, it's tough. The, the opening match, the uh, trios match, even though Bronson Reed brought it down, was still a phenomenal match. So that's kind of the one that it's up against there. So, but under hype of the night, Ember Moon versus Raquel Gonzalez, right? So we will go ahead and move on to the oh my god moment of the night. The moment that made you go, and I think we both can probably agree, it was. Cameron Grimes getting bombed onto that ladder. Yeah, that was fucked up. That that was the only moment of the night that you sent me a text message that said, "Oh my god." And that's the title <laughs> <Delayed>. of this. <laughs> that's the title of this category is the "Oh my god" uh, moment. So yeah, that was that was wild. Oh man, I thank God he's okay because. Yeah, that's what I would go with too, though, to be honest with you. There was, I said those exact words. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, I uh, can't really put anything else. I legit use those words. And kudos for Cameron for putting it all out on the line. Cause, boy, you did it. You entertained the shit out of me and you used it with your body. And I thank you. And I hope uh the back appreciates all the work that you do and gives you a freaking title shot soon and you deserve it because damn cameron grimes baby cameron woo! Grimes, woo! yeah no doubt in my mind yeah. that was the the oh my god moment of the night next one up is best 
move of the night. We only have two more categories. This one and match of the night. Best Whoop. single move of the night. Um, no, I was thinking of AEW. Hold on, let me backtrack. Fine. I'll go ahead and take. I'll go ahead and take it first here, because uh, mine's probably going to get a little bit of flack, maybe even from you. Uh, best move of the night for me was the double super kick that uh, Gargano and Cole did to, I think it was Pete Dunne. Um, simple thing, but it was a timing-related thing. And for that double super kick to be so perfectly timed between those two people as, uh, I think it was Pete Dunne was coming off of, off of the ropes. Um, it was so perfectly mm. timed. And that's that will always get me. Um, Adam Cole, Bebe, and Johnny Gargano are two of the best super kicks in the game. And for them to have lined up so perfectly for that, that's why it gets my nomination. I know some people <laughs> will disagree with that, but for me, that was my best move. Yeah, I mean, it's very simple, but I mean... Um, a lot of super kicks were going on though, so I really can't remember that one per se. Um, best move the what uh, what's coming to my head is just that spot between all four men when it was the kick and then it did the hurt. Was it or am I mixing that up with no? It, it was the main event, right? With the he, I think it was O'Reilly kicked him, and then Gargano did the the Hurricanrana reverse Hurricanrana, and then O'Reilly kicked the other person, and it maneuvered into like a backdrop. Like that's one that's really ringing into my head at the moment because I just remember being like, wow guys, like you just, and I think they were just doing a bunch of other things after that too. Like they got back up and they did like a bunch of other crazy things. Just, Oh, just, I, I hope they do more Cole Gargano O'Reilly things. I mean, really uh, Cole can go with anyone and make anyone a star. Uh, Gargano can as well, but let, give me your Gargano Cole feud. I know we've seen that in the past, but I don't care. Give it to me again. It's been a while. I'm down. This is the way. Like, come on. <laughs> um, just as long as you don't use a door. I know you put cross through the door, and that was awesome. But uh, please leave any kind of door <laughs> frames out of your thing because using in your house doors is very lame -o potatoes. You did it last year, too. Or I think the door was locked or something. Um, I'm good. I'm good with not you using a door anymore. But definitely Gargano and Cole and O'Reilly, just phenomenal. I'm just pointing out that that door legitimately had a ring doorbell on the side of it. A modern ring. I was video expecting doorbell. Bailey. I was. Oh, really? <laughs> yep. A ring doorbell. Oh. The video doorbell. And that just the the dedication for them to put a video doorbell on the side of a fake door on a stage for no reason cracked me up. So. Which is still kind of messed up because they were playing it old school, so it shouldn't have been a video doorbell. Yeah, made no it sense. Made no sense. So I'm like, I, I didn't honestly notice that, so kudos to you on that. But if you were going old school, why wouldn't you just put like a regular doorbell? No? I don't know. 
Well, either way, maybe it came that way, and they're just like, ah, whatever, screw it. No one's going to pay attention. But, boy, they don't know Officer Smarks, do they? Yeah. They don't know. Eagle Eyes brought to me by $200 glasses. Hey. Bam. And then the the award that everyone's waiting for, the one that brought you guys here, Match of the Night. What was the best match <clears throat> of all five of these. I think I'm going to have to go with the ladder match, to be honest with you. Um, I really enjoyed... I really enjoyed the spot fest that... Like, and the thing is, it's all Cameron, really. But, I mean, I guess, you know, LA Knight took the bumps nicely, if you will. I really had fun with this match. It had a little bit of comedy into it. Um, Justin, you were talking about the main event all this time and so on and so forth, but it's so easy to give that. So I don't want to go that route and I hate cross and cross winning ruined it for me. So a match that I will go see over and over again. Um, I guess this kind of ruined it for me too, because Grimes didn't win. So that was annoying, but he also took a major fall and that was pretty spot on. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to have to go with Cameron Grimes versus L.A. Knight, the million-dollar ladder match. Interesting. So, um, I disagree. Yeah, I figured. Yep. Uh, <laughs> ladder match. No. Fatal Five match. Yes. Fatal Five way was the match of the night. Even with the the carrying cross being missing for a bit of it, the rest of this match was just so well done. I mean, it was. I mean, look. I in reality, I wanted to be different from you because I know you were going that route. And another match to me that kind of went in through my head was the ladder match. So, um, I don't mean to take anything away from the, it. Was a phenomenal match. Just, you know, it's so typical too. I'm sure Dave Meltzer is going to give us seven stars. Um, and, you know, so I want it to be different, damn it. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, so far on Cage Match, it is uh, the highest rated of the five matches. Um, Cage Match has it uh, 8.51 out of 10 um, based on 44 votes. So not a huge sample size, but but for what's me, the second? Was, uh, second on cage match is the North American title match, um, slash tag team title match. The first MSK. Okay. MSK. Yep. Uh, that was a good match too. Uh, Seven point one six based on thirty votes. Uh, mm. Worst match of the night is unsurprisingly the one we chose as worst match of the night according to cage <laughs> match Zia Lee versus Mercedes Martinez was 5.57 yeah I, I didn't even watch the match so I mean I'll have to go <laughs> make sure I don't need to go to the bathroom for seven minutes and I'll uh yeah. I'll be I able to watch them for seven whole minutes I got this yeah you got this um <laughs> But yeah, no. To me, this this five way match was just, I, I, I wouldn't give it seven stars. And frankly, coming just a few weeks after uh, Double or Nothing, right? 
You can mm-hmm. go back and listen to our Double or Nothing review, and we gave that fucking phenomenal reviews. And the downside is, as a whole, this pay-per-view didn't live up to Double or Nothing. Now, keep in mind, however, Double or Nothing is a major pay-per-view for for AEW, whereas NXT TakeOver In Your House is just one of their pay-per-views. You know, it's not one of their big four, so... It's hard. Well, it's kind of one of their big four, no? Isn't their thing uh, in your house, uh, backlash, and then like Brooklyn or something? Um, typically, what is their main four? Well, NXT kind of moves things around, but their big ones usually are the ones that correspond to the big four. For oh, okay. So okay. They're one right before uh, WrestleMania. They're one SummerSlam. Right SummerSlam. They're one right before Survivor Series, which is usually War Games. Um, right, and then Royal Rumble. And then the Royal Rumble one. Yeah, those are usually their big ones. Um, okay, that's fair. And so it's hard to really directly compare it in your house to, and the a- AEW just doesn't have a second tier pay per view at the moment. They just got the because uh, they only do. Well, that's it. They only do it like every three months, two, three months. Yeah. So, they, no. you know, you go back to their first year, they had Fight for the Fallen and uh, Fighter Fest as as second tier pay per views, but they've moved those to just special events on TV, on Dynamite, especially Dynamite yeah. events. And so, but if you compare this one to like in a couple weeks, we're getting uh, Fight for the Fallen uh, or Fight. Fighter Fest Night One, Fighter Fest Night Night Two. Oh, are we? When is that happening? Uh, July something. Um, we have to look it up. They just announced them this week, so. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought it was just out of the loop, and you said a couple of weeks. I'm like, damn. Okay. Couple of weeks is uh, not the far. First night of Fighter Fest is July 14th, so one month. It's not from a couple of weeks today. That's, that's four weeks. <laughs> Couple is more than two. Thank you. Couple is two. Couple is two. Thank you very much. Nope. Nope. Couple a more than couple. two. I'm 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 here in Nebraska. Couple is more than two. Anyways, uh, Fighter Fest night one is the 14th. Night two is then the week later on the 21st, um, and then of course the uh, fight for the fallen is the week following it. But they're again just regular TV shows. So, uh, yeah, special event TV shows, but not full pay-per-views. Right. So, yeah, maybe it would be compared to one of those. It was a decent uh, pay-per-view just for what it was. Um, you know, let's say it's, again, we like you mentioned, it's not one of their four kind of thing. So, I don't know, it was, it was good. Um, was it better than Against All Odds? Uh, for impact, if we want to put it that way, uh, yeah, I think it was. Um, against all odds, was fun too for impact. Um, that Kenny Omega match with Moose was off the chain, maybe just yeah, I, I still think maybe NXT's was a, a tad bit better if we want to compare it to wrestling that happened this week, yeah. If you want to compare, and here's the I mean, it's it's Almost, you and I both like Impact Wrestling, even though we don't get to watch it as often as we want to. Right. Um, we both like it, but 
let's be honest, it is a little unfair to to compare NXT to to Impact Wrestling. NXT has a bigger roster. NXT has a bigger budget. Uh, I'll tell you why I could compare because uh, Impact likes to always say, "Hey, we had this wrestler first. We had this wrestler first. Look at how they're so phenomenal here. This match is happening. Hey, this match happened hey, at this time. You know." I, I so will, I will point out that um, tonight, Karrion Cross used to be an Impact. Uh, Cameron Grimes used to be an Impact. Uh, uh, LA Knight like, used to be an impact. You showed me a photo and it was of uh LA Knight facing Grimes uh in Impact. And I swear to you, I had thought, oh, Impact then did it again. You then mentioned to me, no, 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 I just found the photo and showed it to me. you. I just I was looked just up you, whether but... they had wrestled before an impact because wasn't sure how much overlap there was between them. Um mm. but uh Dexter Loomis used to be an impact, so I mean, if you look at the NXT roster, they are fairly full of former Impact wrestlers. But that really goes to my point of this last week on on last week's WBU about um, NXT doesn't doesn't look at Impact wrestling and say, "Oh, they let this guy go. I don't want to look like I'm copying Impact wrestling." They say, "Hey, this wrestler could make our product better." will take them um, and and give them a bigger audience and give them a bigger bigger paycheck um, and make them look bigger just in general. Mm-hmm. And so um, impact walks so NXT could fly in many ways. But yeah, it's, it's oh. you you can't directly compare them. Uh, yes, I agree with you. NXT was better than against all odds as a whole against all odds. Um, had good matches and then it had questionable matches and then as off the chain as uh the main event was um the fact that it took place at Daly's Plaza instead of at the same place as the other matches kind of gives away the pre-taped nature of the other matches Mm-hmm. Um, and probably the pre-taped major nature of the the uh, Daily's Plaza one, you know. Um, also, did break a little suspension of disbelief to have Sammy Callahan, who wrestled earlier in the night at the Against All Odds pay per view uh, in in uh, I think Nashville's where they record from, suddenly showed up at Daily's place at the end of of that match like that's oh snap that's like a four hour drive Uh, (laughs) he planned a flight and everything he was ready he finished his match went on the flight i think i'm even underestimating (laughs) on 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 that nashville florida So it's two hours and fifteen minutes plane ride. Yep, That's to Miami um, though. Driving five hours and fifty six minutes from Nashville to uh nope nope Jacksonville, Florida. It took me on another one. Uh da, da, da. 
you're caring way too much about this. Oh, it's Jacksonville, right? Eight Key hours West. and 33 minutes. So, yeah. <clears throat> he had to um, hop in a time portal to make it there. Well, yeah, but the plane ride... Uh, three hours, I believe I saw. Yeah, three hours, which is still an hour and a half longer than he would have had. <laughs> oh. So, you know, it's against all odds, though. What can I tell Unless you? He and he's one of those new supersonic jets that uh, makes a sonic boom. And, well, you know, it doesn't matter now. He did all that traveling for nothing because now Don Callis fired him. Mm -hmm. um, which, which does bring to question uh, how. So we're going to go off on a weird little impact tangent here. But um, Don Callis isn't officially on the Impact Wrestling roster anymore. How did Don Callis still have the um, authority to fire Sammy Callahan? But I think he is, no? Because what's his... But it's, what's his it's, face it's even mentioned? Oh, have... you're picking sides and da, 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 da. It's, it's why they had to have Tony Khan and Scott Demore together in uh, to book the match and book the stipulations. And Don Callis didn't have a say in it on Impact this week when they announced all the stuff. Um, so mm. how he suddenly had the power when earlier this week he didn't, I don't know. Um, in the end, though... Uh, Maybe they're going to play that into the storyline. What, what do you think the odds are we see Sammy Callahan show up at AEW this week? Pretty good. Pretty good odds. I would think that would happen. He's already in Florida. Uh, I don't know if uh, there's a whole COVID sitch where you have to do a wait time period if you're going to go to a different state or not. So... Uh, that could be another thing too, and you'll definitely see him then in Don Dynamite, which might be fun. I'm curious to see uh, how Sammy Callahan will do there. That'd be interesting. And then hopefully Moxley randomly comes into play, and I want to see them fight each other somewhere down the line. <laughs> Would be a lot of fun, but but anyways, that's not NXT, and that's why people are here. So we'll hear our talks on NXT. It does bring us to the close of this show. So um, we're going to start to wrap things up. Make sure to uh, check all the links in the doobly-doos for all of our stuff, including yeah, closing a book. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> a little on the nose there. Um, check the links in the doobly-doos right down there uh, underneath here for all of the links to our Patreon, our merch store, all of our social medias, um, places to listen to the podcast, support us, all of that stuff. Uh, it's all going to be right there in the doobly-doos there. Make sure to follow us on the social medias. You can follow me at Raw and Order WBU. It says it right there on screen there. You can follow JLB. At JLB420, Real Talk Radio 8 on Twitter. But anchor.fm slash RTR is where you can find all the streamables, the Spotify's, the Apple's, the Stitchers, and all that fun little stuff. And um, yeah, that's it. That's it. No website stuff still. But, uh, you know, stuff is getting updated. Stuff is getting posted finally. So yeah, by all means, if you like, 
wrestling, music, movies, TV shows. Uh, I do a lot of uh, TV binge watching. We call it the binge because that's what people do now. It's not just for eating. It's for TV shows as well. So, uh, yeah, Real Talk Radio. Check me out. It's right down there. So, by all means, back to you, good sir. Um, just to let people know, I actually did make our merch store a little bit easier to get to. You can still go to the shop.spreadshirt.com slash WBU. You can also find our merch store right on our Facebook page. So go to facebook.com slash WBU and you can shop straight from there as well. Um, but yeah, links are, like again, all in the doobly-doos. We mentioned that already, but we will go ahead and close the book on the wrestling booking unit this review of nxt in your house 2021 pretty good show all in all had a few little foibles but i enjoyed it so thanks for listening yep. uh if you showed up to the live stream thanks for coming along for the ride here uh we will see you soon an unwanted guest is in my house how dare he